Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. I'm Akeem. Jacob. Thank you guys so much for joining us. God damn, dude, that that made me feel kind of uh, just peaceful. Yeah. Very smooth. Shout out Adam Levine. I think he gets a lot of shit now. He gets a lot of shit from you. Well, I mean, yeah. But I remember when he had the California tattoo on his stomach? Well, he still has yeah, it. Yeah, those don't go away. No, no. But like... His Super Bowl performance, people gave him a yeah. lot of shit after that. And also Maroon 5 is kind of seen as just like sellouts now. And Yeah, I guess. Kind of from a shitty like, band. Yeah, from their diehard fans. Right, right. But I think but I think Adam Levine kills that track. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's winning in life, I think, right now. Oh, he's doing fine. Yeah. Listen, Adam doesn't care what I think. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get into it, uh, we're going to be talking about Kanye's Jesus is King. But right. Before we jump into that, what you know this week? You got a fact? Um, I didn't have one queued up. I forgot. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey, I'll we give do you it. We no, no, we do it every week. Yeah. But I forgot. So Eskimos have over fifteen word or words for the English word of snow. Why? That's because they're around it so much. That's why <laughs> stoners have like a million words for weed. Right. True. It's the same mentality. I, like, I feel should that. we live in snow? We we live <laughs> high. <laughs> Why, why don't we find more words to talk true, about? True. It's like it's like the main topic, but it gets stale if you just keep calling it one yeah. thing. Um, I do have I do have one. A we baby. Kinda, oh, like ahead. vaginas. <clears throat> what? There's a lot of a lot of <laughs> slang for vagina. Same There's concept. Not, is there a lot for dicks? Dick, Cocks. Cock balls. Balls. Cock, balls. <laughs> it's balls a different part entirely. Hey guys, I failed the anatomy sixteen times. How you doing? Nah, there's really not. Yeah, that's true. Because we don't talk about dicks much. You don't want to, really, huh? Yeah, they're ugly. <laughs> Let's move on. What you got? Yeah, Hakeem's fact this week is that dicks are ugly. Dicks are ugly. Yeah. Uh, a baby spider is called a spiderling. Okay. Very cool. Thank you, Kanye. Very okay. cool. A baby dick is called a dickling. <laughs> I thought it was just called pathetic. Oh, yeah. Bars. Yeah. Yikes. All right, so <laughs> in some news this week, we can keep it kind of brief. There's not a not a ton gone on since no. the last episode. Right. Uh, but Gail King says that R. Kelly inadvertently spat on her during his tirade in the, the infamous Gail King interview. Something happened. Time for my life. <laughs> crucifying me. I did, I'm innocent. No, you're not. Yeah, look where you're at now. R. Kelly is yeah. rotting in prison. She got tested for STDs. She did not, but she probably should. Just in case, Gail. Yeah. Maybe they did do like a screening for her, just some basic things. I think it was Yikers. when he was when he was really impassioned, he probably just spit on her. Yikers. That have you have you watched that yes. yet? What'd yes. you think? I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, they're kinda late to the party, but I I get why they Ski did mask it late. is lazy as what shit. What we're talking before. about, by the way, um, Lyrical Lemonade did a video for Nuketown. Shout the, out Cole Bennett. Yeah, Ski Mask and Juice Song, but they're like a year late. Well, you know, uh, I think this was a good idea, though, because I kind of forgot about yeah, it's uh, a, the album, and then I, it made me go back yeah. to it, and I did enjoy, well, I love that song, uh, Juice World and uh, Ski Mask, Nuketown. Yeah, Nuketown, that was about. on there. Foot Fungus was a big single off yep. of that. and La La, uh, I think, was another one. I added Faucet. I, yeah. Fossil failure. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. I, Stokely is the album, yeah. I thought it was just kind of late to the party. But like you said, it may have just been kind of like a... A, a re- reminder, like, hey, it came Yeah, out. a less douchey way of Smoke Perp doing Smoke Perp 2.0. Like, re-releasing his own album. Like, you right. go listen to the same album, and he just put, like, some features or some shit at the Yeah, end. it's just half-assed. Or yeah. it's probably just songs that were on the cutting block before, and then they're like, oh, Let's hey, reinterest them. Yeah, let's just, let's just yeah. put them back this in This is a now. little more subtle than that. Right. Um, so, that Shut- video dropped... I have one thing, another thing for music. Shout out Gucci Mane. He dropped Waptober 2. Um, I thought it was just going to be another 45-track Gucci album. But it turns out it's 13 tracks. Uh, I listened to one of the songs on here, uh, Big Boy Diamonds featuring Kodak Black. If you want some new Gucci, check it out. Yeah, I, I listened through once. OJ the Juice Man's on here? Yeah. I haven't listened. Wait, it was good? No. <laughs> okay. Hey. Hey. No, <laughs> Jake was actually the only person in in my in our high school who was capping Lord of the Rings, bro. For, Go check yeah. out those mixtapes. Go check them out. Hey, he had a he okay. had a great mixtape run. Nobody talks about hey. OJ Juice Man. No, they don't. And he's and he's the king of ad libs. I would say. Hey, no, hey. I wouldn't say okay. he's the king of ad libs. He had like two. Yeah, but like his Migos are kings. That's princes true. of maybe three six mafia too. Yeah. Wait till you see my oh yeah. not I know that's not three six mafia guys. Who is that? Ying Yang twins? Yeah, but shout out Ying Yang, Yang twins. Bro, we, Wait till you see my oh oh My phone doesn't tell me the year, but I think it is twenty nineteen <laughs> and we are talking about the Ying Yang twins. <laughs> when not they on the with Lil John and all them shaking like a solid shaker? Wasn't that them? Was, no, I don't I don't, that's the East Side boys. I don't know. You don't know about that, fucking... No, I know about them, but... You know about I, the East Side Boys, I don't dude. care too much. You remember MTV Cribs? Everything everybody that, does. That's why, that's why I knew about the Ying Yang Twins and East Side Boys and all that. Because I used to watch uh, MTV Cribs. I think that's what rotted my brain, was Probably. I would just sit that's in what front gave, of... That's what gave all of us like <laughs> unreal expectations of life. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll have that house by like 25. Yeah. And I'm like, no, not really. Yeah, not really my car's real. now worth 5,000. <laughs> Check out this two bedroom hey, I got. Lil Wayne has fifteen Rolls Royces. I think I could at least get two. Yeah. I'm wearing a watch that looks like a Rolex, <laughs> literally, right now. A shout out to uh, Casio. No, this is uh, a Nixon. Nixon, yeah. yeah. We'll, we can talk about that and what you're rocking. But <laughs> Guap Dad Four Thousand releases a debut album. He was one of the the kind of unknowns on the Revenge of the Dreamer, so he kind of got a little little buzz built around him. Dior deposits. Yes. Is what it's Track list. You got. Some unknowns. You get G Easy, Chance the Rapper, and Charlie Wilson. That actually may be pretty good. Charlie Wilson's a gospel. Okay. Yeah. Um, watch everybody do gospel features now. Bro, well, well, Gospel's about to get a check. Yeah. Going through it. Cashing in on Christ. E40 and Neff the Pharaoh, which I'm excited to listen to because those are both Bay artists. Tell me when you Neff the Pharaoh is huge in the Bay. Yeah. Um, Denzel Curry, Max O'Cream. Max O'Cream. Shout out to Max O'Cream. Huge yeah. Black there. and Buddy, who's another. Chicago affiliated artist. He's got. A, I think he's. An, he's another singer. You know who's missing on here? BJ the Chicago. Kid. Yeah. And yeah, should have got a BJ feature. Yeah, the only, only like J Cole kind of affiliate. Or I mean, Dreamville affiliate affiliated <laughs> artist is Buddy. Sorry for that. Uh, Would have been cool to see more Dreamville because that's kind of how he got the the start. I guess mm, they were like, hey, 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 you can yeah. be on our album. We're not going to be on yours. Yeah. Totally I, different. I think he'd sound good with like Earth Gang. That that kind of niche of stop you, you know what I feel like though. Earth Gang is is 
I I know you're you're fan you're a fan of Earth Gang, but I don't want a them to come fan. off. I, yeah, fan. I don't want them to come off like just the throwaway of Dreamville. You know, because they're just more. They're not. They don't have the enigma surrounded surrounding them the same way J. Cole does. No, and I think if, I you're, think if people, you're ranking them... I just want to say, put some respect on Earth Gang's name, because yeah, their debut album is hard as shit. Yeah. I think if you were to rank them by like the viewers that they get, or the right. budget, it probably goes J. Cole, Jid... Everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> for being totally honest. True. Yeah. It's true. Um, that's it for news. Cool. You got anything to add? No, no, not really. Uh, only thing was uh, Woptober 2. We're jumping all over in the segments. That's yeah. for like what you're spinning. Right, right. Yeah. But you know what? So it, he's going to plug it twice. News. He's going to plug it twice. So Woptober I haven't two. listened to Woptober 2 yet, so I can't really say I'm spinning it right now. And um, also, I've been on Tyler the Creator and Jay Electronica kick. Okay. Now I fucked up what you're spinning. Yeah. Well, we'll Don't even listen it. to this episode. Yeah. It's done. We'll, no, we'll talk hey, about we're it. Hey, we're done. No. It's 27 minutes. No, that's, that's two, 272 <laughs> bars. <laughs> I've been talking for 275 minutes. Rick and Morty episode. No, let's get into Jesus is King. Let's do that. Um, a lot of, which we've talked about it on previous podcasts, there's a lot of um, negative kind of stigma around it. Right. Yeah. Um, I do think there, the, the main stigma behind it was the fact that, um, you know, Kanye's doing Christian record and uh, Christianity is not really... Uh, as popular as it once was, with a lot of controversy around the church and people well, becoming less religious now. Yeah, there's in general. I was thinking more of like him his, supporting yeah, Trump and all yeah, that. that. Yeah, that his too. public image right now. Um, but hasn't that kind of cooled off? It has, but also the kind of hey, the album was late. Yandi was supposed to drop, and you didn't do that. So there were a lot of like fans like kind of like damn this this has kind of really been one of the shittiest kanye drops as far as the way it was rolled out because i think this one was like life of pablo two or three delays yeah and it was kind of new like the, right. the platform and what he was doing so i don't think it was criticized as harshly um and then i think a lot of people with it this being people thought that it wasn't going to be a gospel album like people were disappointed what and it was a gospel. Oh. Like people were like, "What did you expect? It was a gospel album. Of course, it's going to sound a little different." Right. Like I think people tricked themselves into thinking that they were just going to get your typical Kanye album. It it still does feel like a typical Kanye album in that it is the sound. The sound is very familiar. You know, even yeah, even message, though he's I using think. gospel gospel, uh, he's using a lot more choir um, in this in this album than previous projects, but. Life of Pablo did incorporate gospel. Chance, uh, who really, if we were talking, if we if we were to go back to 2015, and I was to ask you who who would make a gospel album first? Yeah, it would be. Those it would two. have been Chance. Yeah. I thought Chance would have like been made a gospel album by now, but and he switched it up. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. It wasn't the best switch well, up. Kanye did say in. I don't remember if it was the Zane Lowe or the Big Big Boy interview that Life of Pablo was like a small like pinhole of this album. Like he said, yeah. like this was a full commit to gospel album. Like, he, he said, said it's said, like a gang, a ghetto gospel album or something yeah. like that. He said that Life of Pablo was a bit more, you know, it it was it was more secular music. And now Jesus is King is obviously the purest Christian form, I guess. Yeah, from him. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think um, we we. 
wanted to bring this up. Yeah. One of the things he talked about was he he cursed like he was making like a parody like he was I don't remember what he, he said like Christian fuck bitches. I think he card. said I think like fuck bitches whatever he was and he says sorry Christian scorecard that'll knock me down a little bit. And right. that's a real website that you can go to that like this organization like ranks celebrities on like how Christian they are. It's the same kind of group that does like the reviews of movies and say right. Well, there's going to be this two many people kissing. F-words yeah, and... like shit like that. Like, right. Yes, I, I get it. It's, that is important to some people. But it's it's sad that he has to go through life now. And if this is his true path that he wants to continue on, having to like explain yourself for that. Like now it's just like Christian paparazzi. But I feel like they are more judgmental than TMZ. They, they don't have as loud a voice, though. True. And really, the thing about Christianity and... And the Christian scorecard concept is Kanye said earlier in the Zane Lowe interview that he created that concept for himself because he wanted to find a way to, to hold himself accountable, basically. Yeah. So he came up with it. And he says, like, he knows that he shouldn't do it, but he does keep, like, a Christian scorecard in his head. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that was a legit yeah, site, you, though. That's crazy. Yeah. It's... And there's all sorts of like the like I said the same people that rate that movies and rate yeah. music. We were talking about this, this but, at work today. Well, I want I want to come back because I, I did have a point. It was it was just the fact that a Christian scorecard is basically him holding himself accountable. So that's the cool thing is, are, yes, some things that uh, he does now if he has Christian fans, which I'm sure he does, and he'll have a lot more now. Uh, maybe he'll get judged for it, but. At the end of the day, it's all about Kanye's ability to judge himself based on his own morals, and uh, you know, it's a, it's all about holding yourself yeah. accountable, basically. Um, another thing I kind of wanted to touch on is I think part of what's going to make this be embraced so much when obviously we both talked about going to to I went to a very big Christian school, right. you also went to a Christian school. Yeah. When when I was like very immersed in into that. The biggest thing was like, okay, you go to church on Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights. And and Kanye talked about like the four walls and like the tradition of Christianity in all church really is the four walls and it's only church in that church. Mm -hmm. And as I grew older, like as I got into high school, like I saw a lot of those same people that I went to church with. Now they don't really go to church. They do what in like in our area, it's really popular. It's called like small group and people will like go and go to each other's houses and do like a Bible Bible study in lieu of church. Right. And I just like people view government as corrupt. A lot of people view religion as corrupt as far as the church, not religion. religion. It's it's church. The the organization of church. Yeah. And do you, do you feel like that's valid? Oh, absolutely. Because of the level. And, and I don't want to keep beating on the Catholic church. Uh, what well, I can relate it to Southern Baptist. To local, yes, yes. local so Southern Baptist here's an church example. here. Yeah. For, I, I, now, this is in the past. I don't know how their doctrine is on it now, but at one mm-hmm. point, the Southern Baptist Committee, so the conglomerate that, kind of like how the Catholic Church... That has the Vatican. Yeah. yeah. So that committee was donating money to abortion clinics, and a lot of Dang. Southern Baptist churches Freaked preach like, against that. Like, that's not... So... <laughs> They there was like a big dissent about that, so all these people are at church believing like, okay, this money I'm giving to the church, and it's and going towards yeah, the very thing. Uh, the that money I'm does. giving is is to an aligning belief that I have when it's really not. So yeah, in that aspect, yes, I I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And it's also in because the, let's be fair, some of these pastors have housing provided. 
I know and a they guy. Get a I know paycheck. a guy who 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 was a pastor for a very big church in the area. I don't want to say uh, the church, but he's a pastor for a very big church. He was making. He got fired later. He was making. Huh? Okay, uh, yeah, we're on the same page. Yes, he was making something like three or four hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, as a pastor. Yeah. So yes, it's very corrupt. And he and he had blonde. He had bleach blonde hair. Yeah, and he let's... always wore designer jeans. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But he did not look like a man of God. Not that... that He's not, not talking about Guy can't. Fieri. Right. Guy he did Fieri. look like Guy Fieri, though. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. It was kind of like Guy Fieri for church. Yeah. Um, but it, somebody making three or $400,000 a year, and you're supposed to be an organization that makes money based off donations? Yeah, there was it's a, a... It's sketchy. There was, well, there was a big scandal locally again. Mm-hmm. Pastor of a local church... Bought his wife a Lamborghini. He's a he's a celebrity. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of this. It's a, he's a celebrity pastor I didn't know. that has moved I, to Greenville, and it was a big deal. He bought his uh, wife a Lamborghini, and people are like, like with church money, like you're making all this money and you're buying your wife a Lamborghini. Yeah. So I, I don't care. Also, I don't want to. I don't want to take a, pa- a stance on that. Have you ever met a pastor though? Excuse me. Have you ever met a pastor? They give off a con artist vibe. Some of them. Some do. I'm not saying all of them yeah. because I, I, there were two local pastors here, two sisters who genuinely had done mission work in South America. They hosted 300 people at their house for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, not that many. Maybe it was like 150 or something. I was over-exaggerating my bad guys. But they hosted, what I'm saying is like people from their church come to their house for Thanksgiving. Yeah. They genuinely do not have a lot of money. And I see that and I think like, wow, that's... That's a church that I would want to be a part of, give money to, because I really see how much they do for their com- for their community. Right. Um, and then you have the mega churches where it's like, here's a rock concert song real quick. Then here's like two minutes of gospel, and then let me remind you to donate for forty minutes. Yeah. And I was like, this is this doesn't feel like church. It feels like I'm being advertised to. And for me, you can download the Bible app for free. Yeah. And you can do your reading on your own with a group of friends and have more impact, donate to local like food drives and, and sort like directly to your community as opposed to donating to an organization that will supposedly distribute. Yeah. And that's, I think what, what gets lost sometimes in that is because if you read the Bible, like, you know, like John the Baptist wasn't preaching in a church. He was on, on street corners. Yeah. Yeah. Preaching to people who needed to hear the message. That's the point. Exactly. Um, Let's get more into the album. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. So, that was a cool tangent. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's all related into it what is. Kanye has talked about in both interviews. So if you And it makes watched... me skeptical. It, this, this plays into what I feel about the album as well. It does make me skeptical for what is the angle now for Kanye. For going on this route, for committing to the Sunday service. Which we need to bring up that you said, and he talked about it in both interviews, that he's... That is occupying 20% of his income. Right, yeah. He said something like that. And, you know, that could just be an estimation off the top of his head. But either way, I'm like That's we said, a significant amount of money to do pro bono. Like, right. like he's just sectioning that off. This is also the guy who put himself in $50 million of debt and is now worth $3 billion. Yeah. So, is this, is it not just him investing in himself? Maybe. I think he's saying that to, to be dramatic because Kanye is all about the dramatics. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is a man who... Was it fifty million in the hole, and is now potentially worth make three emoji, billion bro. dollars? Yeah, they make emoji. We made a million a minute. We made a million a minute. Yeah, exactly. 
So, come on. Like, okay, Kanye, yes, 20% is a lot. But, again, I, I'm thinking this is an, a long-term investment. Yeah, if it does take off, like, I think, if it's not a phase, like, I hope it's not. Everybody's going to be Christian about two well, months, dude. Everybody's I converting I back to We're not saying that in a good way. I don't think that would be No, a no, good... it would be cultish, kind yes. of. Yeah, yeah. I, I am glad that in the interview he kind of admits, like, okay, the white robes and stuff were <laughs> a little cultish. Yeah, and everybody was like, what the fuck are y'all doing just... And I'm glad that the you album know. wasn't like you said, like shoving religion down your throat, mm -hmm. because then I would have been like, no, this dude, it, it's self-centered. It's not about what he's saying. And I honestly, truly think he's being genuine when he's talking yeah. about this. Yeah. And it does feel, and that's why I think my skepticism might just be like me being cynical because yeah. when you listen to the album, it starts off with this choir, with the Sunday church, Sunday service choir. Yeah. Very epic start. Very much a reminder to church. Yeah, it, church. It was music, a very like okay. Now, now you know this is yeah. how it's gonna be. Oh, like, I there was, was like, no. Oh, okay. This is a real gospel. Yeah, no misleading. <laughs> no. So, it does start off like that. Also, like you said, it didn't come off self-centered. Of course, Kanye is gonna talk about Kanye a little bit, and there are moments of that. But yeah, it was when he compares done himself in, to Noah. Yeah, which, and, and Judas, <laughs> which. Which, to be fair, Kanye is no... He's not avert to comparing himself or using religious icons. Right. We spoke about the uh, Rolling Stone cover where he yeah. literally has a crown of thorns upon his head. And you asked me, like, do you view that as sacrilegious? And I said, I think it's sacrilegious by definition. Yeah. Like, you're literally taking a religious icon and, and flipping it. Right. And he's not talking about that cover, which... I, I'm wondering why people haven't mentioned that. Maybe, yeah, maybe nobody's called him on it. Yeah, yet. because this was a bit, this was a while back. This was probably 2004 when the Rolling Stones cover came out. Yeah, I've... and it's in the hundred best covers of Rolling Stone. Well, I think it's probably because it's probably one of the most talked about. Yeah, but I'm sure they got a ton of backlash. But let's be honest, this is the same company that put the Boston bomber on the cover. Like right. they're known Rolling for Stone putting is provocative. Yeah, they're known for putting controversial people on the cover. Right. And doing controversial things. Right. Um, but, I mean, he did that. Obviously, the album Jesus, he parallels himself to with Jesus. Jesus. And being a god. Which, let's let's be honest, in, in hip-hop and hip-hop culture, it's he's been, had an impact, a Jesus-like impact, as far as how he came from essentially nothing. A carpenter's son, he... Kanye being nobody, he had to he had to try to pawn his music off on people. People yeah. didn't want to listen to him. And not to say that Jesus came from nothing, because obviously he's God's son, so he, he it, Jesus himself had to work. But what I'm right. saying is the impact and how like big of a following he like he's he talked about it how he got canceled, but how he got canceled off a of radio, but he's still doing numbers. He's a cult like figure. Is yeah, what you're saying yeah yeah. There are certain artists that that do equate. They are godlike in their impact, which you could say that, but the problem was Kanye was just saying very directly, I am a god. And yeah. then when the interview, <laughs> well, interview Zane Lowe goes, what do you mean when you say you're a god? And yeah. he goes, I just told you, yeah. a god. And, I, and you're like, oh, okay, okay, a little bit, you yeah. know. Well, I th I that think was a manic episode, though. He is bipolar. This, this cover... And the Yeezus album, I think, are going to be the two things that he probably regrets the most. He should apologize about, for it. He talks about kind of his regret for the Yeezus tour. He how does. he had like the guy that was dressed as Jesus up on the mountain, and he's talking to him like saying I did like not I talked to that, him. By yeah. The way. And even I, I, I give props to Zane Lowe and Zane Lowe's interview because he asked him some hard hitting. Like he wasn't afraid to to pull some punches, and he, he even kind of like hit Kanye with some rebuttals at right. times. 
um, the four houses comment. Listen, I think he's being genuine. And after watching the interviews, I think the album will mean more. Mm -hmm. I, I I liked the album before the interviews. Honestly, I liked it too. I think, I think you need if you're a fan of Kanye and well, you're you, kind of unsure. You're gonna want to hear him speak. Yeah, if you're unsure about this album, like if you're like, okay, is this is this what Kanye's doing for the future? What what mm. is this? Go watch the interview, and you'll I think get some more explanation. To me, I think actually the opposite. I think maybe just experience the album. the The issue with Kanye is even when Kanye is is touting Christianity is speaking on his faith and how everything is is about God and glorifying God and those are all great things he still has a tendency to lean on narcissism and yeah. there are ignorant comments throughout well, it wouldn't be the, a Kanye album if there wasn't exactly but i think you're more understanding and forgiving of Kanye's ign- arrogance because yeah. you see it as like a strength of his almost too like it's not it's not necessarily always a weakness he has to be brash in order to do everything he's done yeah absolutely but it doesn't come off well in long form conversation. The thing, the difference between the Big Boy and the Zanlo interview, I'd recommend the Zanlo one if you have two hours to commit yeah. to Kanye. If you're really that big of a fan, yes. But it's the better interview purely for the fact that one, the Big Boy interview is just the Zanlo interview condensed to forty eight minutes. Yeah, and Big Boy didn't interact as much with Kanye as Zanlo did with Kanye. Right, because the Zanlo it felt more like a conversation, but. This kind of goes to tell you that this con- conversation is a bit scripted. Kanye has an agenda. You have to follow that agenda. Because he yeah. gave the same speech. It wasn't a conversation. Yeah, the same talking points, which that's how all of his yeah. interviews have always been. Right, right. But also, another thing about the Big Boy interview is Kanye does, he is a bit more erratic because he's not in, in his home. I think Kanye is a person, when you change the setting on him, it it messes with him a little yeah. bit because in the TMZ offices he goes crazy. But the two times Zane Lowe has interviewed you, again, maybe because it's scripted, so it's easier to go off just talking points. But the first Zane Lowe interview is in a studio. Kanye is very calm in that setting. Yeah. Second one is in his house in Wyoming. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense that Kanye needs to be in a familiar place with probably Maybe even his family with him yeah, would people, help. Or, yeah, people that he knows. Yeah, he can't. Because you can't yeah, take he knows him Zane Lowe. Yeah, but he doesn't know Zane Lowe. Like, no. Zane Lowe even mentions like, if you do become president, like, how do I get an interview with you? Like, I'm not even on your pecking order. Right. And I think that's like, yeah, you've you've interviewed with him a couple of times, but you're probably not close. No. So like, even having we, R. Kelly had that crisis manager. Like, uh-huh. obviously, R. Kelly's known for saying some dumb shit. Kanye he hired for, him yeah. last minute though. That's Kanye's known for saying some dumb shit. So keep some people around you that. Are, like the Jonah Hill meme, like, you know, when he's like doing a little neck thing, <laughs> right. like, bro, don't say that. Like, just calm down. Like, I think there probably are people around him like that. Right. Right. And, and two, in your own home, you're comfortable. Like if you're going to have a, a deep conversation or like a debate, wouldn't you rather have it like in a place that's like, it's all, it's neutral? the home advantage. Yeah. Or ne- exactly. That's you're exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So Kanye's needs a home advantage. Also when he did the Charlemagne interview, that was at his own home yeah. in Calabasas. So, yeah, Kanye needs to be at home. That's <laughs> what yeah. I'm saying. You just need to be in a familiar setting. And <clears throat> let's talk about the album. We haven't really talked about the music. I mean, there's a lot to unpack, just oh, because uh, of a whole lot. Just because of um, of the interviews, because we did want to. I think Jake and I were saying we wanted to take the whole podcast episode to do for Kanye, because there's a lot to talk. There's about. There's a lot. So let's go into the album a little bit, though. Okay. After after um, after 
once a week. Every hour. Yeah, after every song. hour. The next song we have is Sella. Um, what was your impression there? That's the one with the like the Hallelujah verse. Like there's like over half the song is the choir singing right. Hallelujah. Um, that's what the song where he compares himself to Noah. So right. there's your <laughs> there's your semi ignorant Kanye yes. comment. Right. Um, I liked it. That was one of the lower ranking tracks. I gave it a seven. Okay. Um, it just wasn't anything like. I like his rapping on it though. Yeah, his rapping was was impressive on there. It also did give me hope that I was like, oh, okay, it's just not it's not just gonna be like choir singing because yeah. I I'm a, I'm a I like the choir singing but at times it can feel forced to me yeah, and well, it feels said... a bit like it, I mean obviously when when you're putting your voice like that it just feels like it's acting yeah and you've said several times like that you're not a fan of like the gospel sound like you right like kind of like in like the chance region like you're yeah. like I'm kind of not down with the the gospel sound no and it's only because that I understand that epicness in the context of church can feel like it, it's like it's supposed to be a song to God it should be epic right but it it's it's 2019 I don't think we I don't I, I think there's so much well more that we it, do now with automate with music on computers now that that human voice spectacle doesn't really do much for yeah me. and I it, part of it too is a big theme in Christianity is that like God invented music for his pleasure like that right. like he wants to be singing to God yes so that's why I think like it's, that's why gospel is so never going to change. Like it's always going to be that epic because they believe it has to be mm-hmm. that epic. And and also modern. That doesn't mean I like the modern day music, which I think is even it's it's cornier because it's just <laughs> it's just fake like like pop guitars and like some guy going I love Jesus Christ, you know. Yeah. Like Creed. Creed would start out as a Christian band. No. Very corny. I'd much rather have gospel, traditional gospel singing. But the way it was incorporated here, it made it made more sense, and it I actually really yeah, enjoyed that's, it. That's kind of like how Lecrae, who's a big Christian rapper, right. has talked about, like, I don't want to be viewed as a Christian rapper. I want to be viewed as a rapper who's a Christian. Right. Because Kanye says it's not, like, he points out, it's, it's not cool think... to be, to make Christian music. He right. said that often. He does talk about... Potentially being persecuted by Christians. Yeah, he talks about that. Um, which track? I think that is was it? the fourth one. No, that's not close. It was one. hands on. Hands on. Okay. And he says Christians will be the first ones to judge, to judge me. me. And I think that's true because it's kind of a stereotype that, especially white Christians, are super judgmental. Let's speak on our personal experience for a second. White Ju- Christians are super judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> that is Going a stereotype. Going to Christian schools, though. Yes. If you had anything on, if you like, if you wore a T-shirt that maybe had like some sort of image that was, maybe like sacred geometry image, you know, yeah. they'd be like, "Oh, is that demonic? You need to take that." The- you know what I mean? Like you get you get typecasted as this like, "Don't look at this kid. He's far from God. He's yeah. he's oh. straight from God." Have you have oh. you heard that phrase? I had, I had a teacher at this the school I went to say that. My wall. I needed to get right with God. Your wall because with because of the shirt I was wearing. This may out the school, and I don't. I don't care. I'm, I'm not going to personally say the name. Mm-hmm. But they were not cool with Abercrombie and Fitch and Hollister apparel. Oh. Like they said, the images in their stores were pornographic, and apparently in an Abercrombie and Fitch catalog in like the sixties. Yeah, they showed their butts. And stuff. Well, no, they said that they if Christians don't want to wear their stuff, they don't care. Like they just pretty much said like we we don't make our and and then of course that institution took it as, oh they anti Christ right, 
like not the antichrist, but like an antichrist statement. Like they're anti Christian. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I asked, the lady says you need to get right with God. I'm saying for a for a seagull. Like Mr. Surfer ass has got to wear the seagull. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It and that's where that's where it, Christianity is has always had its flaw. Where yeah, I got sent to the office. She it's said terrible. She said go go to the principal. And I said I said I said great. I said I'll call my parents on the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, and and they were fine. Yeah, and that's and and that's where I think Kanye had a good point in that, but. Also, what I'm what it, what's interesting to me is there's not a lot of backlash from what I can see for him making this album. No. It's top on the charts. Some one people, through ten, it all it's all Jesus is King on on Apple Music. There are portions of, of Christianity that have already embraced him, like Joel Osteen said that he that's a big he kind of aligned line. himself with with Kanye. Which Joel Osteen does get a he's, he, he gets a lot of sleazy. backlash. Somebody commented, yeah. be like, and they said something like, "Oh wow, like he he was gonna invite Kanye to his Sunday service and let him do a thing via his platform." And somebody said that would be the first time the gospel's ever been spoken in a Joel Osteen church. So that's the kind of judgmental white Christians I was talking about. Those evangelicals, uh, preachers. Yeah, I mean, there was the one who died recently. He was buried uh, in Nashville. Graham. Billy Graham is yeah, really Charlotte. well remembered. Oh, yeah, Charlotte. he's from Charlotte. He was, but he was really well remembered, and and people, nobody said anything bad about him. Yeah. But then you have like Joel Osteen, and that other guy who said that. I think it's because it's. Ex, ex, I think he's. They live that people. lavish lifestyle. Yeah. They, it is exploiting. It is exploitative, and and I think Kanye, he's not exploiting Christianity on this album. I no, like, I don't think so. I love, I love the way, this album flowed because it's. Still a rap album. There's yeah. a lot of a lot of judgmental Christians that are gonna hear. Oh, there's a beat mm-hmm. like that. That school I went to. Yeah, they're not cool with rap. Yeah, this would probably even though there's nothing wrong said in this. No. Yeah, it would not be approved. That's crazy. I don't think they are very extreme though. The the school Th- that, that one's starting about. to come around. I think are they? Yeah, really. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, they really need to get with the times at this point. Yes. Which that's another thing Kanye says is. Uh, Christianity, this is his interpretation of Christianity, his interpretation of gospel music. Uh, that's why it still, to me, has a lot of identity, and that's why I think Kanye fans will still really like that. Yeah. And we, there were several songs where I said, we, like, we talked, like, you're like, this is Life of Pablo Kanye, this is, this is Kanye sound off you of You pointed yeah. that out first, and yeah. then it made me think, like, Jake was saying, oh, so I think to, to, keep, like, to keep fans interested... It still has it has elements from all different periods yeah, because of his time. If, if you compare, go YouTube videos of Sunday service. It's mm-hmm. all gospel. Like in he's in in, in like in, implemented some of his music into that, but the majority of it is like what you would see in a gospel. Like I don't want to say black church, but what you'd see in a black church. Mm-hmm. It's not like I think the album. Like yeah, Kanye's still gonna be Kanye. He's still he's still gonna rap for you. He's still gonna give you. 10 out of 10 production, mm-hmm. but the message is what's going to be different from here, the pro- I think. The production is, you're right, the message, and that's what you told me, the message is going to be different from here on. Ass- I assuming hope, that he's telling you the right. truth about the way he feels. I think he's telling the truth. I think, I think he, uh, he this, this adds some credibility to the Big Boy interview that Zane Lowe did not mention. I guess him and Big Boy did an interview 10 years ago. Mm. Kanye is saying that he's a Christian artist. And within ten years, he wants to have. He's going to be. He wants doing, to do build for the church. Build for the church. Yeah. So, 
this is on brand. And Kanye made Jesus Walks. No, don't ever forget that. Yeah, I and mean, he's always used gospel. We've said yeah. that from so the start. Kanye's Kanye's on message. What were some of the what this this had a lot a lot of rapping compared to Life of Pablo? What were some of the the sound bites that you grabbed that were like really interesting? You're like, oh, he talked about that. Oh, I can't believe he talked about that. Did you I mean, have anything that hit you? Not really. Because mm-hmm. cause what you said, it's, he is kind of using some cliches. Like a lot right. of these sayings are, stuff, is, are things that we hear, I think, because of our region. So the things he was saying to me wasn't like, oh, he's talking about that. The biggest thing I think we, I took away from the rapping mm-hmm. was you said, you asked me before we started, do you think him wanting to curse less has affected, like negatively his affecting rapping. his rapping? And I right. said, no, I think, I think it's more genuine because... Now he's talking about something again. Like on College Dropout, he was talking about him not going to school and how he, I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of a vain idea, but he's like, I didn't go to school and I did this, but you really need to kind of stay in school. Right. So now, like you said, he's rapping about something again, and I think that's when you see the most genuine Kanye. It's also a renewed, this, this album feels like Kanye coming, at, it feels refreshing, which is weird to say. But it's this is a very refreshing Kanye. Uh, Ye felt like a dive into mental his mind. Yeah. And not only his mental illness, but also him grappling with struggling about the things he said in the past and now having a daughter. Uh, he mentioned the fact that he put his daughter in a slit dress. Yeah. He said he kind of regretted doing that, and he doesn't even let her wear crop tops now. So there is this... I think Kanye's just coming around as a man and realizing maybe did I compromise my morals to get where I am? Yeah. And maybe now there is some regret about that. You think too, maybe it's the involvement like of his father in his life now, because now he like, obviously he made the joke and in the big, dude, his big dad boy interview. Is the shit by the way. Yeah. Did you hear? He has a master's degree. He, he was, he was helping homeless people. He was in Africa. He's, he's a hell of a humanitarian. From On the big boy interview, you know, he made the joke like, you know how many things I had to Google because you weren't here? Right. So now Kanye has, like, two perspectives. Like, he saw, like, how... I don't want to say how bad of a father his dad was because I don't. I, that wasn't my relationship. Yeah. But he saw the things that he didn't get from a father, and now he's trying to give it to his kids. And everybody has always said... Have you heard that saying that when you have a kid, it's almost like you and your dad reconcile certain things? Yeah. Because you're, you're helping raise this third... It's basically the third party... You guys are like negotiating how you're gonna raise this kid yeah. together. So I think having kids, Kanye now sees how hard it is being a dad and then maybe like looks at his dad and goes, Well, yeah, you know, nobody's perfect. And I'd rather have a relationship with this person now than not have it at all. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh I did like the speaking of his dad, I did like the line on uh follow God, how yeah, he was when talking, he's talking about, about arguing. Yeah, with his dad, it ain't Christ-like. And then he does the, the Kanye scream, I yeah, say. Yeah, and he, he kind of doubled down on that and explained it in both, in the Zane Lowe interview because they were arguing about if church, like, because somebody told him, like, Kanye, you need to have, like, a preaching. A, yeah, you like need to have the word. word. You yeah. need to have the word, not just music. He was like, no, no. And then when he asked his dad about it, his dad was like, no, you need the word. Yeah. And that's when they got into this argument about not Google being, yeah. Google church and should it have the word in it and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Closed on Sunday is one of the only tracks... We disagree on, I think. Right. And it's maybe it's not the whole track, but the analogy of being closed on Sundays, you my Chick-fil-A. It really just hits me wrong 
it felt like a bit of like selling out almost like why do you have to like you she's she's a restaurant just because i understand it's just she's closed meaning put all your stuff away your social media down spend time with your family but you're comparing your wife to a fast food restaurant it still just sounds shitty okay I'm going to come, come at you as the, the Kanye dick rider to okay. explain all yes, this away. Please for do. So, Kanye. Right really, on yeah, we all think Kanye's from Chicago, but eh, you're wrong. He's from Atlanta. He was born in Atlanta. Guess where Chick fil A started? In the Atlanta. A. The A. In all Chick fil A dick riders. <laughs> I hate to say Chick fil A and dick riders. You're doing in, right the, now. in the same sentence. Oh. <laughs> but the, if, if you like Chick fil A, you like Chick fil A lemonade. And there ain't nothing I like better. The lemonade. There ain't nothing better than a number one with the lemonade. That's like if that's what you truly believe, I'm down with the reference. <laughs> I probably if you averaged how many times I eat Chick Fil A a week, it's probably two. I'd never eat it. So yeah, I I, I get that. It's it just it was very off kiltered, and the rest of the album to me comes off very genuine and spiritual, and very personal to Kanye. It was. It just felt strange to throw in a fucking Chick Fil A line. But then again, he has like the bleached asshole line on yeah, Life of Pablo. It's just a so. different. It's relative. It's just a different kind of stupid. It's a stupid analogy. But I think Kanye is kind of goofy because he does. He does like. Have you ever heard the jokes he makes in interviews? Yeah, they're very corny. Yeah, he's so, very daddish. Yeah, I think maybe that's just the dad line. Uh, I would still rank that. I would give that song itself like a seven. Well, I, I said it was as honest as we've heard Kanye in a long time. You said like, the singing was yes, really great. Well, it was very raw, and he's talking about like I want people to like fear when they step onto my land. Like that's just like a very very like biblical thing to say. Mm-hmm. Like he's talking like about Abraham, like, like yeah, he's yeah. T- like talking about like protecting his family, and he has a line in that track where he says like back your hands up off my family, mm-hmm. and he says test me if you think I'm playing, and a big theme in the there's the the Bible's violent, y'all. Yeah, especially the Old Testament. Holy yeah. crap! So literally, yeah. It's so there's a big idea that violence is justified. That's granted in all religions. If they don't agree, retaliate. So I think he's saying like, if you uh, don't believe me, uh, test Israel me. and yeah. and Pal- Palestine, and the, the Christian Crusades, yeah. any religion, yeah. you have it. most religion. I don't say any Buddhism, obviously. Hey, it's pretty humans. Common. Humans are very violent. I didn't know if you knew that. Yeah, but humans have been fighting since Forever. they understood that they could kill each Cain, other. Yeah, when Cain killed Cain. Abel. Yeah, if you, exactly. Yeah, if you believe that narrative, if you assume the historical timeline. Yeah, yeah, uh, biblical historical timeline. Right. Uh, where was we, where were we going with that? I don't know where we went with that, but that was remember. cool. Uh, <laughs> tell remember. me another track that you liked. Oh, we were talking about how he was like talking biblically, like oh, keeping okay, his family right. safe. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I, and I don't say I didn't care for it, but it was kind of forgettable. Was Ty Dolla Sign's feature? I don't. Like, I heard can, it in the. It was really short. This that is was this thing. is what I kind of took the problem with. Like I get Ty Dolla Sign and Kanye now, kind of household name. Like they've done a lot together. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were no other like rap features aside from Clips, which is Push T No Malice, which obviously is a household name with Kanye. Legendary. But he cut Young Thug from the album allegedly, like, and and he cut Nicki Minaj was supposed to have a verse on this album supposedly didn't happen. Probably for the best. Maybe. Nicki, yeah. please don't talk about spreading your ass cheeks. Yeah. I'll do my best. That's not what we doing these days. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, I think it would have been a little more focused without Ty Dolla Sign. It was good, but I'd have rather heard like a. 
I don't know, maybe like... And I think that... Who was it? Ann Clemenson? Ann Clemens. Ann Clemenson. He could... Ant Clemens. It? Oh, Ann Clemens. Like ASAP Ant. ASAP Ant. And I don't know anybody named Clemens, so ASAP Ant Clemens. Well, he was he was really good. I think he could have kept... He could have just handled yeah, that whole he, track. I think so, too. But Hydalison, I listened to it, and at first I, I didn't even notice he came in the beginning like that, because again, it was just kind of short. Yeah, it was smooth and it was short, though. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with Ty Dolla Sign on there. Let's talk about Water, because that was one where you, like, when we were talking about... The like, imagery was really yes. strong with that track. I love the analogy of coming, coming, being pure, like water, reflecting light uh, back. I thought that was really clever. Um, and it was, it was, it was in line with, like, a biblical sort of analogy. Like, you could think that... You could see that in, in the gospel. Yeah, and they have the line, like, take the chlorine out the conversation, like... Right. Going back to being pure, like if you're gonna come, come pure, don't. Right. Also, you could think of that as like removing the filter, right? Because chlorine in general is it acts as like a a filter. So maybe it's it's also about speaking honestly, because Kanye is mentioning the fact that uh, if he he talks about this in the interview that sometimes when you're when you're in the spotlight, like Kanye is, when you're somebody who's a socialite. If you're constantly trying to say the the right thing, life is a test. Yeah, always. And so you, when were you most anxious were when you were taking tests. Kanye suffers from bipolar disorder. I'm sure he has some uh, general anxiety in there as well. Removing that filter, allowing yourself to speak honestly and not being judged for what you're saying, I think is what Kanye is all about. Yeah. So that chlorine since analogy, I think, take yeah, since the start. I think that chlorine analogy took another meaning for me. Yeah. And uh, that, uh, the, the, again, the sound, it goes without saying, sonically, this album is at least an 8 or a 10. Uh, yeah, I would probably say a 9. Yeah, it's, it's in that range. There are a couple of things. I, th- I thought the mixing of Kanye's vocals was a bit, uh, was a, a bit wonky on... At times. Uh, yeah. So, like you said, closed on Sunday. Like it you sounded said, like you thought that I took the rawness as maybe like a mixed master, and it, that could be right. And that, like you said, it could be fixed. We saw what he did with Life of Pablo. So yeah, he, because he might because he, he was saying how he it wasn't you know it kept getting pushed back and pushed back, and even it was his manager is is the one who kept fucking with everybody. Yeah, because I kept watching her Instagram like a hawk, and she said like Jesus King is going to come out at midnight. And then it well, did she just said Jesus still. is King Midnight, and right. he ended up doing the Ford Theater thing, and then the album never came. No, 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 no. This was a couple of oh, days this ago. Was, okay. A different tweet. And um, she, she said Jesus King coming out on midnight. And then all of a sudden they had three or four tracks that they still had to work on. So maybe it, it didn't get tweaked right. You know, maybe. Kanye is such a perfectionist. I bet he could he might go back in there and fix something, hey, like you said. My, uh, my favorite tracks, I think, off of this project... Would be uh, Sela, Follow God, Follow God, the the best track for me. Yeah, even I though wished it was, it was a little shorter. Longer. Yeah, it was only a minute and forty three seconds, but it was also the most rapping I would say on the entire yeah. project. And that that's the one that we referred to. Talks about his relationship with his dad and yep. the fight they had. Right, that was that was really good. Water's really good. Hands on. Can we talk about that one? Yeah. Because I think you really enjoyed that track. Yeah, and that was the one where we, we kind of already talked on what he talked about, but that's the one where Christians would judge him the mm-hmm. first and judge judge him the harshest. Right. And I, 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 like I said, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, the 
the most star-studded track, I think, would be Use This Gospel. That's with Clips and Kenny G. What did you think of No Malice coming back to rap after? I loved it. All, yeah. Because <laughs> in, in his interview, or in his documentary, he kind of says, like, no, the the possibility of me doing music with my brother isn't over. Like, we we could still link up and do something. It would just ha- The message and the timing would have to be right. Remember when he said, if I was going to do gun talk, why would... Why wouldn't I just go back and do it with Push? Yeah. He said, like, you know, like, I have that avenue whenever the hell, yeah. you know, whenever I want. Exactly. Uh, and I then like, this is how they come back. Yeah, and I like how he touched on that. Like, he kind of rebuked what he used to do, mm-hmm. but still liked it and say, like, he didn't totally dis. Like, he says, damaged souls, I did a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in my, in my ignorance, took a camera pose. So he's pretty much saying, like, yeah, I, I really, I fucked over a lot of people to get where I was. But at the time, I thought I was, was it. It was cool. Yeah. And yeah. he, he kind of says, like, yeah, I, I get that now. And Push T talk, I, do the, talk about being undercover, <laughs> under his covers, when he got raided by the undercovers. <laughs> yeah. Perfect fucking line. <laughs> Pusha T toned it down with his delivery, too. So if you're not really into that, like, yo. Like, yeah. You know, some people, I think, kind of take that as, like, you know, toned down. Yeah. So that that it was interesting to hear him just a bit more toned down, and then no malice coming as hard as he did, and then of course Kenny G. Kenny G. took wow. stole the show, dude. That's one. Of, that's the hardest clarinet you, breakdown of all yeah. time. And you asked me when before we started, like why, like where did Kenny why G. Kenny come G? from? For those of you that don't know, uh, Kanye, I think it was for Kim's birthday or something. He had a room in their house, the infamous white house that everything's white. It's very weird. Yeah. It's a very odd um, house. It doesn't look comfortable. No. There's nothing in the, like the furniture. Very minimal. Yeah. yeah. But he has Kenny G in the middle of his room playing, and there's like a bunch of bottles with roses or some sort of flower. Right. And I guess that's probably where the connection came from. Like, do play this. Yeah. That's pretty so. cool. It was very, it was very cool to, cool to see. And uh, yeah, that, that one, I think track. that's my favorite track of the album. What? Um, and then it ends off with Jesus is Lord. And I, I think, Jake, you, you mentioned Full this. circle. Full circle moment. That's all it was. And it, it was a good ending. I'd... Yeah, and you kind of made me realize it comes full circle. Because I said, well, right. they should have let Kenny, like, they should have used Jesus is Lord somewhere else in the album. And mm-hmm. then let Kenny G's verse close just out close the out. album. Because it rides out so nicely. Right. Because it goes back into the beat. It's not just Kenny G playing the whole and I thought it would have been a good outro, but then you said, no, like, the, it started, it was very Jesus from the start, it needs to end that way. And yeah, it brings it full circle. And also, again, if you end, the ending of an album is very important. Uh, it makes it more memorable. And I think, to me, when an album has a strong ending, it feels, it, it gets, it, it ranks higher automatically just because it puts a pleasant experience. It makes me want to go back. Yeah. So... Having Jesus is Lord at the end reminds you that this is not about Kanye. This is about Christ. And this is about Kanye yeah, giving is... back towards... This is... This, he said he do, music is his job, he, and this is what God wants him to do. So he does music for God and obviously for his fans, too. You yeah, know? and there was an interview, I guess, where his pastor, he kind of got some controversy for this because he said rap is the devil's music. And apparently his pastor said, why can't you rap for God? Yeah. It kind of reminded him, and like, there are Christian rappers. There yeah. have always been Christian rappers. Yeah, absolutely. Right. All right. You ready for you ready to to rank it? Yeah. All right. What you got? No, you go first. I'm, I'm gonna give it a nine. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it it's not quite a ten because I mean you have huge albums 
at Kanye level at yeah. 10. Right. I mean, like, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, I think we would probably both agree it's a 10. Right. Sorry, Anthony Fantano. Yeah, it's not a 6. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then 808s for me is also probably like a 9.5 or 10. This is probably... This would rank... This is my... Man, that's... In his discography? That's hard Jesus. to rank. I need to give it time. Yeah, yeah I, I don't even want to say. But what I will say is... I've been playing this nonstop. Yeah, so have I. And at first, I was like, like you said, the length at first was a bit questionable to me. I was like, really? That's it? But 20, 27 yeah, minutes, what Kanye can do in that amount of time is, is phenomenal. Yeah. And this album is phenomenal. From start to finish, there's, there's not really a weak part. Again, the only thing I would say, the Chick-fil-A line, but... The rest of Kanye, the track is really well, good. Yeah, that's a line. Like, I it's think just everybody, a dad verse, and I can just dismiss Everybody it has that. a line in an album. That you're like, really? Album, like, that sticks out. Like, yours is that one. The bleached asshole one is another one. Right. For me, like, the line that I was like, dude, is when he compares himself to Noah. Like, right. that was just not... The light, the Michael Jackson reference. Like, I mean, Which that one? was funny. The, the light skin no, girl that's, Don't like touch that. Michael Jackson got it. That's classic. <laughs> that's classic, always. <laughs> but, no, the, the album's good. I... I'm excited. I hope that he sticks to this. I'm excited because for the you, Christmas album, if that comes out. Yeah. He said that, he, he mentioned in the Zane Lowe interview that there do, he's another album's dropping on Christmas. Again, Kanye, with you you and your <laughs> dates. I, I don't know why yeah. he sets dates for his Yeah, how many, how many Kanye albums have there been announced that never came to fruition? Yeah. All of them. Yandi is a big So one. Fear Me God. So Fear Me God. There was another one before that. Um, Named after was, the video game yeah, console. Oh, uh, shit. Atari 800 or something like that. Oh, uh, Turbo Graphics 98. Right. Or 96. Tur- like Turbo, Turbo Graphics 9000? I don't know. It was Turbo Graphics something. Right. Turbo Graphics something. Uh, when we come back, we're going to just go over a few talking points from the interviews that we thought probably needed to be kind of elaborated on. Yeah. But if, you know, you got the interview, so, or you got the review. Yeah, you got so, the review. You got so, the number. Yep. So nine. This is. Uh, only the only album I would put over this one so far for twenty nineteen, by the way, since we're we're pretty late into the year. Yeah. Uh is Igor. For but me, that's for you, still yeah. for me, I went back to Igor last week. This week it's still just hits. Yeah, one this will definitely me. be top ten. Yeah. So yeah. We come back, we'll hit a little more talking points on the interviews. Stay tuned. We'll wrap it up. Boom. Hey everyone, hope you're enjoying the episode so far. If you are, please consider giving us a subscribe. Also, if you're listening on Apple, give us a rate and review. Lastly, if you want to stay up to date on what we'll be discussing on the next episodes, make sure you follow us on Instagram at HLHBO. Thank you all so much. Let's get back into the episode. Is the battery dead on that? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Gang, gang. Buzz, buzz. What up, cuz? Just freestyling with you, blood. Uh, what's bracken? How you gonna rap over clips? I'm cooking in the kitchen. It's cracking. What's cracking? I'm with the kids these days. <laughs> That's a good look. I'm with the kids these days. Oh shit, that's pause. <laughs> yeah, not a good look. Oh no. Shout out to Clips though. Yeah. Shout out to Clips. Clips is always a good look. Yes, yeah, so for those of you that don't know, Pusha T, Malice, Clips. I'm with the kids as in kids see ghosts. Bam, bang. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. So what you rocking this week? Uh, you know, I got off the patriotic tea today. I got a, a nice, nice eagle. Yeah, I've seen that on Cloyd Rivers' uh, Twitter page. Very you know, fine. You know Cloyd Rivers? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, he's like the is. white insider. A white insider? No, inciter. Like he incites oh. white people. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'll take the racist. shirt off immediately. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I got the eagle shirt on, and then I actually got the eagle hat on. It's 21 Savage merch, Pardon. believe it or not. It's a hat. It's a hat. Yeah. It actually was from the Issa album days, too. Okay. All right. I don't know why I bought it. says Savage on it, which I actually thought about like putting duct tape on it and doing like my own like off white thing, like put duct tape over the Savage part, because I don't want to have. I don't. You can't read it though. Like anybody yeah, that true. anybody that would be close enough to read that I knows I'm not I, Savage. Well, I probably wouldn't get close enough to anybody I didn't know to like to read that. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got you. Like, like we in don't passing, have, you would. Yeah, we don't have mass transit, so like I'm not sitting next to somebody on a subway. Yeah. Like, no stranger in my life is getting that close to be able to read that small of a print. Very true. Very true. Um, so, you get what, is that all Khakis. you got on the chubs? Khakis. A little chubby. For sure. Khaki shorts. Chubbies. And um, I got I got on the uh, EQTs. Okay. But the, these are also my gym shoes, and I just got back from the gym. Gotcha. So. Um, I got on this. Uh, is this, like, mint color? Mint color surf shirt. Yeah. Very I've worn it before on the podcast. It matched yeah. the shoes I wore today, so I wore it again. Yeah. Um, some very distressed denim today. And you got on some heat today, my man. Oh, yeah. I got a pair. I don't know what the actual shoe is called. It's essentially the Future Craft 4D Adidas. Pretty very wild. nice. 4D bottom. I, l- I actually really like the 4D with the white. It, they they kind of look like I could. They have a Yeezy like 350 kind of. Kind of like the way the, 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 way the they bottom point. is formed. Right. Yeah. They're pretty comfortable. They're heavy because that. That whatever they make the bottom out of is very thick and dense. 4D it's material. Like the boost is way lighter. Right. But I have a feeling this isn't going to break down like Boost does. I was going to so. say, because Boost kind of is like a nice, is like a mattress. When yeah. you first get it, there's so much support. It's so cushiony. But then after it's breaking down, after your foot's settled in, it's not. Yeah. It doesn't so, feel the same anymore. I'll let you know what, what I think of them after several wears but yeah pretty like, comfortable. I mean, I've, like worn a month. Them. I've worn them all day so i got up went to work today got off came home you wore these had them. in the rain that's very it courageous. wasn't raining when i left for work oh okay and i waterproofed the hell out of them and if it would have come down to it i'd have taken them off just to be honest it. yeah 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 um yeah so that's what i'm rocking this week and i got on some jewelry as dj Khaled would <laughs> some say jewelry. some jewelry some jewelry god that is one of Charlemagne's most savage moments when he said it's jewelry <laughs> Classic. Um, so let's talk about a few things that kind of stuck out to us in the Zane Lowe interview right. as, as Kanye fans. Yes. The, the one thing I kind of wanted to talk about was, are we going to hear Kanye features from here on out? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously he said he was going to still collaborate with people that didn't align themselves as strongly with Christianity as he has. And I should say that was more so saying that they were allowed to come work on his album. Yeah. Which is different than Kanye going on somebody else's. Right. Which is what you're talking about. Yeah, and will Kanye still produce for some artists that are are talking about fucking bitches and pulling up in foreigns as he quoted in he does interviews. regret making maybe doesn't regret some it. of his content i think right obviously i mean we talked about the Yeezus thing but also i love it with yeah. low pump and and also i mean that yeah, was a huge song for him that was a big moment it was for the porn hub awards yeah which he, he by the way he said he has a sex addiction yeah we we didn't talk about we that we didn't talk but, about that but that's a big thing and i think I think that needs to be, like, when we talk about, like... And he was telling people not to have premarital sex when they were working on that. I like that he, 
that he mentioned this and he prefaced it before he even said it. He yeah, said, this like, is going to sound radical. This. Yeah. He said, and if you want to take it out, I understand. Right. And I think that's growth for Kanye. Like knowing like, okay, I'm going to give you your sound bites. And if you want to take them out, you can, if you don't, you he's don't finally to. showing self-awareness. Yes. Which is what most people have. But for some fucking reason, Kanye just lacked. Yeah. Like, and I that like, has to do with you being like so full of yourself. I like that he used the word radical. He said, this is going to sound radical. I like that he, kind of cornered in on that and the whole like we already mentioned the robes being cultish like i'm glad he's kind of admitted some fault and he said yeah man it was an early idea that's why it looked like that right he was just trying to think it's almost like somebody just like getting into sneakers for the first time and the only thing they buy is like 350s yeah and it's like yeah man okay but there's a lot more sneakers out there that are not kanye that are not nike that are also really good same thing with religion yeah hey man when you don't have to wear all white to show like purity, purity, you should come as you are to church, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's a very common thing. And he says that ASAP Rocky actually made him remember that like he was wearing some like really fly shit because, you know, he's a fashion killer. Yeah. Uh, but I just, know. I'm worried that we may not hear Kanye producing for other people anymore. Ah, uh, is like, that a bad thing? Do you, ju- is it just because you want to always have more content from Kanye? As I a think fan? that in, in hearing how like he can elevate people. Like the same way Kanye talked about how Tyler can elevate people. Like he wanted me, like he scratched his verse. Remember when he did the verse for yeah. Smuckers? Kanye literally yeah. crumpled up his verse because Tyler's inspired him so much to do better. Right. Like when Kanye says, all right, I'm going to produce this for you. You don't think Tiana Taylor did her best with keep that same energy the same way that Pusha T didn't do his best? Obviously, the you don't only think album Daytona was good. Oh, I thought it was awesome. Oh, okay, but what I'm saying is the only artist that kind of lacked in that little seven. Tiana Taylor. No, I liked her. Oh, Nas. Was Nas, Nas. Yeah. because I don't think Nas is inspired by Kanye. But I think the no. rest, like, if Kanye is going to do this for you, like, I think that I, I just don't want to see. I want to see more artists try to elevate, like, for Kanye. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Kanye gets the best out of people the same way that Pharrell gets the best out of some artists. I actually, I actually disagree, and not necessarily that it's the best out of the artist, it's more so just Kanye's interpretation of that artist, which sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Pusha T being creatively directed by Kanye works. Oh, yeah. Nas being creatively directed by Kanye doesn't work. So to me, um, like Travis, Travis and Kanye, piss on your grave. You like it. Yeah. Arguably, though, a lot of people would say that that's a lackluster yeah. collaboration. And I'm one of those people where I thought it was cool that Kanye and Travis, that that exists, but it wasn't that it wasn't yeah. as grand as they wanted it to I, be. I think I would, I, I would I show more respect to a Kanye production than a Kanye feature. Right. Like a Kanye feature, that's face value. Like it's there. Like right. it's X song name featuring Kanye. Right. Production's not like that. And but I think you, to me, yeah, like okay, I li- like when I listen to music, a lot of my notes are about the production. Mm-hmm. And I think like obviously, like yeah, Kanye can give you a, a feature. Like a feature is nothing. He could have done that a year ago. Here's yeah. the bite. Slap it on your song. True. But a production, like he's in there well, with you. Aside from showing the, his attention. But aside from from that from that June drop last year, what what have when have we really heard Kanye like producing for people? He I mean, does That was where, outside that's of how he started. But yeah, yeah, that's how he started. But I mean, like lately, who oh, has he lately. really produced not for? Not li- nobody lately. So that's not really a loss, I would say. No, I just I, I hate I, that. That's like off the like that's off the board. Well, now. what are the features gonna be like now? People go, making secular music 
that's not going to change. Hip hop is really, I mean, arguably it's very misogynist. Oh, absolutely. Uh, genre. So, you know, sex, alcohol, and drugs, everything you're against now. How is that going to do? What are you going to do now morally? Are you going to give these artists features knowing that they're that they're uh, putting those things up on on a pedestal that you now uh, are against? Yeah. Also, That's where it's going to be. Where's the moral dilemma there? Yeah, and also too, like if if we talk, we mentioned it in the beginning. We're talking about how I think Kim Kardashian, like that whole kind of, it's not a cosign. Obviously, he's married to her, but I think how the Christians no, no, no. are going to judge him. Joe harshly. Biden's wife gave him a shitty cosign, dude. Cosigns from your wife are are a thing, and yeah. and Kim does not cosign this crazy direction Kanye's go- not crazy but religious direction that Kanye's going at in. least from the standpoint radically from, different I should yeah, say from, from where the was I watched the, the episode of keeping up with the Kardashians where they had the the big fight that we saw on Snapchat Twitter, it was for research guys yeah um I just had to have to watch it was watching yeah, I happened sure. to walk in I'm serious <laughs> sure. and I was like is this the episode yeah and I was like this happened like and I was shocked I was like this happened six months ago like right we've I, we all knew about this, so that's what kind of struck me. But I think that's what you're. And talk about talk about what happened for people who don't know. So, Kanye said like he he was. It was right before the Met Gala. The Met Gala is where she wore that dress. It looked like she was wet. Her hair was yeah. wet. So she looked great. But everybody like we mentioned it on a podcast. How like miserable Kanye looked to be there, and he wore this like Carhartt or Dickies suit. Like he had like a scowl on his face the entire time. Yeah, he just looked uncomfortable mm-hmm. and. As a Kanye fan, I was like, you can tell when he like he wasn't feeling it that night. Right. Um, and I was like, this why is this just now being talked about? But he they had an argument right before. Like he said, I don't like like you dress too sexy, and that's what that was his that that's the quote. And he was saying like, who, and he he asked her like, who is that for? Yep. So and social media being about yeah. he mentioned social media that particularly for women it does promote them putting out certain kind of content, yeah, more sexual content. The amount of girls that just post pictures of their butt, I've no problem with it. I respect it. I follow some of those people, but but you know, it it is encouraged on social media. Those girls have millions of followers. It's it's not and for I, what they're saying, it's for how they look. And I'll kind of co-sign with something Kanye said about like sex addiction and pornography. Mm-hmm. Like that makes it way more accessible for people now, too. It, absolutely. Like, he had to discover it because his dad was careless. Right. Now, you can... Kids have phones. Phones have porn. Like That's, that's actually kind of... Can we talk about that? Like, yeah. Th- what was your first... Uh, I was, when was your first exposure to porn? I was trying to play, like, an ETV PBS game on dial-up internet. Okay. And I saw some bitch with their ass cheeks spread. And I was like, what the... Like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, at that point, you're seeing, like, down Main Street. And I was like, I've never seen this before. Like, I was honestly scared. But I was very... I, no, but I was very young. Like, well, yeah. Like when was dial-up internet? Yeah, I was very yeah. young. This is, and, like, mid, late 90s, 2000. Yeah, like, it, it wasn't like... Like, if... Yeah, if I see some titties right now, I'd be like, damn. <laughs> but back then, I was like, well, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. I was shocked. But, like, now it's so accessible to kids, like... My, I'm glad my horny ass didn't grow up. Like, we didn't really have smartphones when we were kids. Kids. It by the time though, when puberty hit, we had. Oh phones. yeah, I mean yeah, I and did. Listen, we all did dirty shit on phones. Well, to be honest, but a lot of it was through text messages. What I'm saying, like, imagine being a kid, like a kid, like ten years old with the iPhone now. Yeah. Like oh, that, it's scary. It's a whole. My different, personal that's belief. Why kids are so mature now. They're maturing so quick. My personal belief. 
like my personal belief is that you should not be exposed to like sex like that at that young of an age. And also girls now posting pictures of themselves like in swimsuits is is very common, but you're having like 16-year-olds posting pictures of themselves in provocative, you know, in part of it, because, part of, it is of, because internet, of social media. The internet and social media has provided different ways to make money. Orange is a New Black kind of showed how people sell panties and now everybody knows mm-hmm. about like there's all sorts of disgusting ways to earn money on the internet and it's not and we can't say it's, i mean it's we're not i'm not, not it's damning not disgusting that. Okay. but it's, okay. it's buying just, people's bath water is disgusting <laughs> buying people's panties are disgusting yeah use panties if there's any panty it's sniffers weird. yeah if you're right, buying right, used panties we're no, no no don't kink shame <laughs> we can't be kink shaming what i'm saying is I, you're I right know. there are a lot of ways to make money now that exist with without that because of the internet yeah. and social media that wouldn't have existed before. There are Reddit pages committed to people who want to buy. Yeah, that oh, I know. Stuff. It, it's everywhere. So it, it is. It is very different. And also, let's look at the Kardashians. How did Kim get famous, guys? Sex tape. Right. Yeah. And How has it. Kim maintained her relevance? Through a TV show. Also through her looks. Yeah. Through her, her fit, specifically her ass. Yeah. Like it. It has been always image obsessed for Kim, and and now Kanye being somebody now, trying to be trying to be a man of God, and and marrying somebody who is very, very much somebody who profits off of her looks. Her sister has a makeup line. They are not against plastic surgery in any sort of way. They actually yeah, the think, way Instagram girls look now is because of Kim. I think at some point there are going to be some religious organizations that that is going to be the one catch of co-signing with Kanye. Mm-hmm. Is because if you co-sign with Kanye, you co-sign with Kim. Right. And I'm I'm not taking Does that Kim stance. Does Kim tone it down now? Do she think? may because I mean let's be honest, age, it's about the brand. Age, well, yeah, yeah, and age is her enemy. Like obviously as she gets older, Very she's true. not going to be able to sustain the way she's making money. Like it's if it's based off your looks, when those go away... It's, like, they're good now. Hey, yeah, by the way, the now. Kardashians are billionaires. Yeah. All of them. So they may. They may. Who knows? That's interesting. And also, but there, there is that push. Remember, Amber Rose talked about this, like, be embracing being a MILF. Yeah. So, and Kim still posts pictures of herself in a bikini, and she has two kids. Although her kids, were, I think she had surrogate moms for both of yeah. them. So it didn't mess her body up. Uh, yeah, for two of them, I think. Right, right. So, I know. The, I know for sure the last one. Mm-hmm. And and I think uh, North. Yeah, North and I, was I think what may be a misconception is there's a difference in I think Kanye fans. Like a in lot of Kanye people, when fans. they think Kanye, they think Kanye and Kim. like some people think Kim when they think of Kanye. Like I don't give a shit about the Kardashians. Right. Like I don't follow the TV show. I don't keep up with the narrative. I care about them as a family, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that that's Kanye's support group, but I don't and care what they've been married what, for five years yeah, now. Can I don't mean? care about what they're doing. Like that, right. it, I had that has what they're doing has no bearing on my life. Right. So like when I'm tu- I'm tuned into Kanye. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I don't. I don't want to speak too much on the Kardashians, right. but yeah, they may tone it down. It's it's just it is a it is an or issue. she may tone it down. She, I don't she think... may, but also in the in the episode, she does kind of get at him for that, saying like, "Hey, yeah, just because you're on this religious journey doesn't mean that I have to." Be yeah, I'm not too. in the same place that you are. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know. I I think that may cause problems as far as infrastructure for him and wanting to accomplish the goals he wants to accomplish. Mm-hmm. That may be a roadblock for him, and just knowing the dynamic of the 
judgmental white Christians we mentioned earlier. Like I think like that. And also people looking for any reason to discredit Discredit. this. And that's cancel culture as he talked about. Like if there's a way to discredit you, that's it's gonna that's gonna be it. That flows perfectly well into uh, one of our next topics was uh, following the rules for being woke. Kanye uses that phrase, and I think that's really interesting. Uh, At first. There, of course, there are stories like Harvey Weinstein that needed to be exposed, Jeffrey Epstein that needed to be exposed. This, uh, these, these are horrible men who were abusing their power and abusing women in the process, and that deserves to be uh, to be exposed. And those men shouldn't be allowed to to hide from their decisions to abuse their power. But for anybody who is even remotely accused of something. They are immediately discredited. They yep. are immediately told, uh, you know, you're basically, you're basically the, the, uh, the outrage on Twitter. That's your judge, jury, and your executioner. Yep. There's no due process. There's no wait. Let's see what happens. And then even when something is disproven, there's no follow-up from the media. Mm-mm. They already raged out on you. That's done now. Kanye, him... Saying like, "Hey, I'm just because I'm I had mental illness doesn't mean that that's what I'm defined by." He goes on the Kobe Bryant comparison. He says like Kobe had injuries. He's not remembered for his injuries, but an even better comparison I think would be the fact that uh, he just I think he he mentioned there was another good comparison. There, this goes along too with like conforming to what you're supposed to believe. Like he makes this comparison of if you go into a bar, you'll see white people talking and you'll mm-hmm. hear them talking about I'm some independent. Being, yeah. Some I'm, being Republican, right. some being Democrat. Whereas he says from his experience, like he feels like if, if you're black, you blue, have to be a Democrat. Like that's exactly what he was saying. Right. And he says, if we're all blue, it's easy to manipulate us. Exactly. And as we have seen, the democratic party has not always been the most honest or transparent. There are there's proven that CNN was given talking points by the DNC, so take that information, do with it what you will. Uh, there is proof that you know things can be scripted. Yeah, not everything As is how it is. His interviews kind of seemed right, to be. and these so he's not these innocent of it either. No, these interviews make him sound very rational. He's he's definitely a lot more. He's pulling back uh, from from the more you know outlandish yeah. side of, of his personality but he's just talking about not falling into social norms and, and it's a good point and and absolutely. hip-hop has always been controversial music so kanye maintaining his controversial stances is very important to to kanye being yeah. kanye and I, I think also too to kind of bridge into if he really is going to try to at, at being becoming a, the president I think, too, in the beginning of the Zane Lowe interview, he's talking about, like, bringing jobs back to America and how he wants to build a factory in the States where they can produce Yeezy brand in the States. He was talking about how it was very practical to be able to get samples in hand the same day as opposed to... Talking about that, and he says, like, it's going to be run through hydroponics, so he's doing it, like, seed to sow, like, Mm -hmm. farm to table, so he's... I think that's going to be a, a big thing in kind of like, I don't want to say maturing because obviously he's been a man, but kind of maturing his beliefs. Like I think some people are going, like business people are going to look at him a little differently, but okay, maybe he does know a little bit about what he's talking about. Right. Because he's not going to be sunned in interviews like he was saying, like when he'd yeah. go into Silicon Valley and was getting sunned by Mark Zuckerberg and, and other tech There's giants. a different, like Kanye's obviously good at politics. Mm-hmm. Not Now I'm not saying that from a government standpoint, Republican, right. Democrat, 
but look at how he's maneuvered and stayed relevant through hip hop all this it's time. Social engineering, his ability yeah. to manipulate people, and I'm not using manipulate in a negative way. I'm just saying there are certain people who, when they talk, if they talk long enough, you're gonna agree with them. Yeah, Obama is a, President Obama was a perfect example of that. Anytime there was a tragedy in the United States, when Obama came out and spoke, you did have this feeling of like being reassured that there is going to be like pos- there's something positive to, to come out of this. Trump does not have that ability. No. When Trump talks, it's it's it frankly it's just like angry rambling. Yeah, that's taking no filter too right. far. Yeah, it's too far. O- Obama also, you know, it, it, how you feel about his Bro, policies. Bro, he wore a khaki his, suit. Yeah. How you feel about his policies is irrelevant. I'm just saying as an orator, Kanye has that same ability. When he is not being erratic, when he's being erratic, you could compare it more to like a Trump. Yeah. Uh, but that's this what, is, I, that's this what is, makes this him... This is Kanye being his most poised, calculated that I've ever seen. Yeah, I've ever that, seen. That is exactly why that makes him a dangerous political candidate because obviously he's good at politics he's you can troll your way into the white house we've learned that now yeah Dr- trump trolled his way into the white house let's be fucking clear yeah you, nobody took him seriously nobody wanted to nobody wanted to believe that he could make it into the office and here he is now four years later almost. and the thing is like obviously i hold kanye in a higher regard than yeah, trump of course but there's things that like obviously trump's done well for business but he's done horrible at keeping people in the country happy right I, there's instances like this where we see kanye very focused like he has a a plan and he knows mm-hmm. what he wants to do on the wrong day you're going to catch him erratic much like trump and i think that's what kind of makes him dangerous because i think if you look if you compare rappers as politicians kanye is the best politician yeah and can can we agree that we don't want celebrities in the white house anymore yeah i think i think that's learned. for the best for everybody yeah. let's just let politicians be politicians let's you know? Yeah, you compared Kim on the last episode to a, a religious icon. <laughs> right. I'm the first lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like I'm the mother of Mary now. Yeah. So Thank you. I'm glad that he's kind of embracing, like we've talked about the 13th Amendment, like he's kind of embracing prison reform and everything that Kim's doing. And Kim using her voice, just because I don't want her to be the first lady doesn't mean I don't think her using her platform. Yeah, we talked about that on the last yeah, episode. Yeah, it's great. So I'm glad that he's incorporating her vision as his as well. And I'm not saying that he doesn't believe in that. Right. But I'm glad to see like a unified front, I guess, from the two of them. Yeah. Um, another thing I want to bring up is Kanye. Uh, Zane Lowe mentioned this when he got on him about the four houses mm-hmm. comment. Kanye was saying that, you know, you have to find a balance between your work life and your home life. And is it worth it to work? Did you really need that fourth house when you could have been spending time with your kids? Yeah. Zane Lowe says, did you? Another thing Zane Lowe pointed out was... Kanye was big talking about how these brands were pushing him out of fashion. That's what Yeezus really... I mean, yeah. New Slaves is very much about Kanye being pushed out of fashion. You have a three, $3 billion brand. He said $3 billion. Now Zane Lowe is saying, can you still say that now? Like, can you really say, like, they're keeping me out? He was trying to play that persecution yeah. card a bit. Is Kanye still persecuted is what I'm saying. Do you see that now? Is Kanye going to get persecuted for making Jesus king? I think Kanye will always be, I think when anybody says anything against like his vision, I think he feels like he's persecuted. Right. Because obviously he has the biggest ego he's narcissistic. of all humans. Like the, yeah. if you, if there was a way to judge, he's in the top like one percentile. Once Kanye. Once yeah. a, well, Trump, I think Kanye is a nine and Trump is a 10 in, in the ego scale. Yeah. So 
it's it's hard to say. I don't. And the, think the he thing is. that I took away from the four houses comment mm-hmm. is his income is relative. Yeah. Like obviously, like if you have that, then you can afford the fourth house. And he talks about like wanting to provide for his kids. How many kids does he have? Three. Four. Oh yeah, he's four. If he's got four houses, each guess, one gets house. Yeah, each one is protected and safeguarded for the future. And and ask. I mean, ninety nine percent of parents wish they could give their kids houses. Yeah. I mean, that's always an ultimate goal. Your kids are taken care of Absolutely. after that. That's a huge expense. Um, another thing I want to bring up. Um, you you mentioned this radical. Yeah, I was talking about how I'm glad he he's, he prefaced himself yeah. when he said, "Oh, about this is, may sound ideas. radical, okay. but I ask people to not have premarital sex." Right. Um, Louis Vuitton and Virgil. Yeah, we're talking about kind of being. He upset was jealous. jealous. He mentioned. I like that Kanye talked about his shortcomings in these in these interviews. Uh, again, like you said, still calculated. So I'm not. What I like now is since we've been since we've been reviewing music now. I, I do like that. I feel like the fan goggles have kind of come off for me. Yeah. I don't look absolutely. at I don't look at artists now as these godlike figures that I I I used to like grip to every word they Travis say. Travis is still a god, bro. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the merch Kanye's is cool. still a god. The merch is cool. Um but I just don't I don't believe everything they say now because at the end it's all it is entertainment. Um but he did mention that he it did hurt him when Drake was upset at him yeah. for and wouldn't speak to him for six months. He said that he has gone to his house and left his number for the guard or That's whatever. That's crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine like seeing Kanye like walking with his head down yeah. like Charlie Can Brown down the sidewalk? Number? Can you give him my number? And getting bounced out of Drake's house. <laughs> Get like, the fuck. <laughs> he's in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> you see that here, man? He's he's on his jet, bro. Yeah. What am I going to do? Give this to a pigeon and tell him to fly it over? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad he talked about that. And he, he also mentioned that he is not an entertainer anymore. Like, that's not what he's doing this for. Okay, he's, that so, was a little bit of just like a... Yeah. So we may see that th- this message where he's just staying pure and, and trying to give all of what he's done to God, maybe that's what he's going to do for the whole rest of the, the journey. Who knows? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I have a lot of hope for it. Um this was this was a great album. The interviews are good. If you're a Kanye fan, definitely check them out. It, it lets you see what I guess his headspace or what he's telling us was his headspace. Yeah. Throughout the album, so. Yep. They definitely supplement each other. Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you want to hit? I don't think so. All right. Go listen to Jesus is King. Very cool. Yes. Um, since Hakeem already told you what he's spinning, <laughs> and I've already told you that I've been listening to this a lot, we'll just jump right into the writing prompt this week. Let's do it. Um, the question or the task this week is name something you wish had a remote control that currently does not. Oh. I'll let you go first. Uh, or if you if you still need time to think. No, I, I got it off rip okay, go. immediately. A shower. The shower. Okay. Being able to I'm sure control, that exists. Yeah. Smart but, homes are like huge now. Right. But I don't have it. So yeah. if it does exist, I want one. But if it doesn't, then I think like just being able to control water pressure and temperature would be Yeah. Dope. I'm sure that exists because... There's like all these like luxury smart apartments. I went and right. looked at one uh, near Cherrydale here, and like you can unlock the, the door with your phone if you have somebody like coming to let your dog out or like somebody bringing you something. Right. You can set you send them a text code, and it's only good for like two hours, and they scan it. You could turn the oven on with your phone. All sorts yeah. of crazy, like yeah. useless shit. I want a shower. Control. Yeah. What well, do you want? I said life. 
And then I immediately thought of click. Like, could right. you imagine, like, if you're at work, like, you're just dealing with somebody you don't want to deal with, like, just hit But they me. already showed you why you shouldn't do that. Yeah, I know. Like, obviously, we you shouldn't do that. You fast forward through life. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Yeah. And you learn, you miss out on things that you well, should have learned. It, okay. The cav- the caveat to with that would be if if I could control when it fast forwarded. Like, if it wasn't in the movie, oh, well, yeah, it's it, like pre-programmed to skip things. Yeah. 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 If I could just choose, like, okay, I'm that like today, I don't want to work today. Yeah. Like we'll fast forward through work today. Yeah, exactly. But but then you know the whole analogy is you're fast forwarding through life anyways because yes. it's so mundane. Yep, and that's kind of to bring it full circle and kind of to reality. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that think that a lot of lonely human beings are going to get lost in VR. Like mm-hmm. the, the, how far VR has developed. Like right. we saw, like obviously, Gamer, the the, the movie Gamer. It's right. kind of outlandish. Like, that's way in the future. Terry but that, Crews, dude. But that idea of, like, living in a, a fake society through, I mean, Ready obviously. Ready Player they, One, if you yeah. haven't seen that one, that's a good one. Yeah, obviously, they did it through a surrogate of a real human being. Right. But there's that is a real fear that humanity was going to get lost in the technology of, of VR. Right. And to bring it back to what Kanye said, humans are the machine. Yeah. So, really... I don't know if we'll get lost in VR. I think what we're realizing now, and what a lot of first world countries have realized, uh, suicide rates are our highest in first world countries. Mm-hmm. In particular, South Korea and Japan, who I would say are leaps and bounds even ahead of us in regards to technology and yeah. the way it's ingrained well, itself into their They've cultures. named one of their biggest health crisis is video is, game addiction well, no, is loneliness. But video game addiction, there are literal rehabilitation centers for tech addiction that's crazy um uh that's because going to cafes there there's see computer cafes yeah they're really popular there so that's where like young people go and hang out so maybe in that setting you are getting that social interaction but if you're not getting face-to-face one-on-one eye contact social interaction you're it's it's not there's nothing social media can offer that can give you that feeling that dopamine hit yeah of of speaking to a person yeah, exactly. And getting that live feedback. That's really important for, for all of us. And as much as some of us would like to think that we're loners, it's, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. The human body, people die sooner if they live alone yeah. all their lives. That's why you see a lot of times like in, in elderly couples that are like in perfectly good health and one dies. Yeah. Like the other, it, now I don't know the numbers, but I know there's my a My grandma big, died four months after my grandfather yeah, died. Yeah, I work, she I work with a guy, it was like 10 days after, and she yeah. was in perfectly good health. It's just your, your heart can't take it, man. Yeah. Like my grandfather, if mm-hmm. my grandmother dies first, it's, it's done for him. God He'll, he won't last 24 hours. The man don't know how to cook anything but a <laughs> Hot Pocket or microwave food. <laughs> Like, my grandmother, this is how old-fashioned they are. She yeah. doesn't drive. She's never had a driver's license. My grandfather drives her everywhere. Right. But, obviously, we drive Miss Daisy around if we have to. So yeah, of course. Grandpa goes first. I'll drive Grandma to the store. <laughs> ain't, ain't nothing but a thing. Yeah. But <laughs> he'll be lost, dude. Like, all he's done for that relationship is drive. Yeah. Like, he's like, what do I do when I get out of the like car? It's been like the nuclear family. Like, he comes home from work. She has food cooked. Like, that's how it was. That's how it was for them. Right. So, yeah. It's going to be Hot Pockets and DiGiorno's <laughs> on deck for grabs. And then nowadays with, with young people, it's just Postmates everything. Yep. People just Postmates everything. Nobody cooks. They spend like $20 on a $5 plate. 
Yeah. Like, oh, today at work. Yeah. Like, our Saturday schedule, we don't get a lunch. We work 9 to 3. Right. And I, I forgot my food because I was almost late this morning. And I was going to order something through uh, Bite Squad. Right. Chick-fil-A, actually. Chick-fil-A, you go through. You have to order everything a la carte. On you, yeah. No, <laughs> no entrees to purchase. Right. The bill was like $19. I was like, nah, I'll look at Joy of Tokyo. So I go through there. It was like $12. I was like, okay. And then like when all the fees and stuff were added, $21. Yeah. And That's we, one meal. Yeah, and people, we were talking like, that is crazy that people are either so lazy or like that's just expendable income for them. Like, oh, no big deal. I don't, don't want to go get it. What it is is our addiction to convenience. Yeah. It's ever since, I mean, smartphones, everything is about convenience now. And, and consumerism is, has sparked that too because yeah. now like, Hakeem's over there fiddling with his AirPods. Yeah. Like, there's already been two generations. Like, we upgrade stuff so fast, whereas in the past, mm-hmm. like, my mom talks about the family car that they had. Like, that was the only car she could ever remember her parents having. Right. And now people upgrade cars, like, every two years. We upgrade yeah. phones every, lease. every you year. You lease now. Yeah, so you have, and that's, it's a domino effect because people are associating that with global warming. They're saying, well, you're you're scrapping and destroying all these elements and they're going back into the earth and it's going too fast like the earth cannot regenerate all this stuff yeah. at the rate that we're we're using it and i think that is exactly like it's, it's consumerism everybody wants the next best thing and talk about it, we're addicted to it and that pursuit of material things can it's not for everybody but for some people it it will it will consume you you know like eventually this stuff ends up owning you. I'm sure people yeah. have heard that saying before. Dude, I used to want the newest iPhone. Like, people ask me, you're not getting an 11? Yeah. No. And I'm like, no, dude. I've it's an XR every phone. with one extra camera. I've waited in line overnight outside of a mall to yeah. get an iPhone before. I remember before. that. Like, that's not worth it anymore no. No. to me, at and, least. And also, again, it's not gonna, It's not. everything gets old at some point. When you got those Travis Scott ones, dude, I'd look at them every day and get a boner. And then, but, and I'm sure, I mean, I still do. It's yeah. so cool. But what I mean is you adapt to everything. Every time I look at those, now I'm like, yeah, they're there. Like, yeah. And if somebody was like, you've seen these? I'm like, yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. Again, and, and... It wears off. It definitely, the yeah. appeal does. Like, I'll remember, I'll never forget this, relating it to shoes. Mm-hmm. I had a pair of the Statics sitting on the dresser. And that was the, that was one of the first pair of Yeezys that I had gotten that were real. Right. And... I ain't going front. Out, shout out. Yeah. The plug, the gate. Yeah, the gate. Yeah. That's what we call him. The gate. The gate. <laughs> He's the gatekeeper. <laughs> um, I was walking through my apartment with my flashlight on, like mm-hmm. on my phone, and through my the fo- the light hit those 3M laces, and I just like grinned. Yeah. And um, that says, why'd you just smile like that? I said, I forgot I had those. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, the appeal wears off. Like, right. Yeah, they're there. Right. And also... It's not, it's, it's, you're always going to have to get something new. Yeah. But humans are not that replaceable. And that's, I think I, I kind of learned that because as, as a teenager and growing up, like as a young adult, like I always, I've had a lot of cars growing up Yeah, to this point. And I always wanted like the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And I've kind of put that towards shoes because it's less of an investment. Like, right. yeah, everybody has something that they, like a vice or something like that they don't have to spend their money on that they, they would, would spend be able copious to, amounts like more than they should well, yeah and I, I would like it's a hobby. obviously obviously shoes if i cut that out i could allocate that money somewhere else right but that's something small like okay cool i got this thing now i, I added this to a collection it's not like me sitting there working 12 hours to get the next car right like that's a more attainable thing yeah and it's not something that you're like going to be as trapped in financially like it's not you're not paying six months you're not 
You're not paying off your Yeezys monthly. Some people do that. I know. It's very pathetic. Yeah. Don't do that. Hey, if don't if you can't afford to flex, don't flex. Going broke to look rich. Lil Baby. Lil Baby said that, man. Lil Baby was talking about he said like he said, when I was a kid, if I couldn't if I couldn't afford to keep money in my pocket, I didn't get fresh. And yeah. that when I heard that, man, it slowed down my spending. I think I've used this story on the podcast before. The I went to a technical college here, mm-hmm. Greenville. Pretty popular one. <laughs> I just said it's so a... That was out. like Yoda's way of saying yeah, it. Yeah. Technical I'm, College of Greenville it was. Yeah. I'm pulling out, right? And I look over and there's the bus stop sitting right there. Mm-hmm. And there's a man with a rag wiping down his Concords at the bus stop. Right. And I'm thinking like, you dumbass, sell those pair of shoes that were worth $500 yeah. and go buy yourself a Honda Civic right. and get back and forth to school. Yeah. Something. And I mean, yeah. And as I drove off, I'm thinking like, that was kind of like judgmental of me, like, but it's it's facts, kind of like. Don't flex if you don't have a car yet. Yeah, you know, if you need a car. Yeah, some but, some white rapper said, "Going broke to look rich." Talk about some ignorance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was me. Mm-hmm. On some mixtape, nobody listened to. No, that's not true, dude. It's fire. Yeah, I listen. Yeah, that, that's a throwback. Throwback. Yeah, way way back. So. <laughs> All right. The writing prompts have been good. They have been good. They have been good, and it's like a constructive rabbit hole. Exactly. I like it, and also it is just going back to social. Uh, social interactions will never replace, or VR cannot replace social interactions. And you need people in your life, but you also do need like a break from people too. Yeah. You know, and that's understandable. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. I don't really know what we're going to be reviewing next. Um, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to jump on this one. So yeah. I was like texting Jake. I was hitting him. Go, go stream the singles we dropped. Yes. Yes. Go stream it. Old Latro. Coming soon. Very Coming fine. soon. I'm, yeah, I'm very excited for More it. More tunes. More tunes for your head top. I wish it was spring because I'd say it's Dude, coming in June. What are we What are we riding out to? We got to pick something to ride out to. Oh, man. Oh, That's let's pick a, let's pick a track off Jesus is King. Okay. Let's go. All right, you pick. I'll let you pick. We'll let you hear some of this. Uh... Oh, I know where you're Yeah. Oh, yes. All right. All right, guys. Let you hear a little bit of no malice. We hope y'all enjoyed the episode. Please go like and subscribe. Uh, you know, rate us on Apple Podcasts as well. Take it away, no malice. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. We appreciate you spending your time with us. Don't forget to share us with your family and friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Once again, that's HLHPO. Thanks for the support, and until next time, see y'all!